0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show.
1: As Americans get busy preparing their tax returns, criminals are busy, too, looking for ways to scam taxpayers out of their money. A security expert shares what you can do to avoid becoming the next tax fraud victim. This type of tax...
0: Identity fraud has been around for several years now. There are three different ways traditionally the scammers have targeted taxpayers.
1: Then, a psychologist says women may be treated more rudely at work by other women than by men. What do I do about this woman who's mean to me at work? Sometimes we women can be our own worst enemies and the enemy of other women. That is very disappointing. That's disheartening. And we need to change that. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. Stick around. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. As Americans get busy preparing to file their tax returns, fraudsters and scam artists are busy, too, looking for ways to target new victims. How can we avoid getting snared by scams this tax season? Our next guest has some answers. He's Daryl LaFoon, chief technology officer of security firms Easy Shield and Identity Force. Daryl, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. We've heard that the uh, IRS is warning taxpayers to be extra vigilant nowadays because there was a big spike in uh, email tax scams last year. About how many fraud incidents actually occurred?
0: There were a little more than 2,000. I think it was about 2,200 falsified tax returns that were involved in identity theft.
1: And the dollar amounts involved were pretty high, too, I imagine. Yeah, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of $46 million. Wow. So this year, what are some of the new angles that the scam artists are using as far as we can tell?
0: Well, you know, just to give you some background, because this type of tax identity fraud has been around for several years now. There are three different ways traditionally the scammers have targeted taxpayers. One, using gold-fashioned phishing where they're sending out emails pretending to be someone else hoping that the taxpayer will give up some information that they can use. There's also the IRS phone scams where people are getting calls with someone pretending to be the IRS, demanding money, or you're going to go to jail. And then there are dishonest tax preparers. There's actually rings of criminals who will get a brick-and-mortar store, look like they're legitimate, and really what they're doing is they're stealing your data and you're giving them that information and they're actually going to get you refund and you're not. But the newest twist that's sort of emerging now is with these criminals targeting tax preparers themselves, the legitimate tax preparers. It's sort of like instead of going out on the boat and casting your fishing line in and trying to get one or two fish at a time, by targeting the tax preparers, they're throwing a net out and being able to grab lots of fish all at once, which means now they have more targets to go after. And because they have so many, they can also use those identities for other types of identity crime.
1: So how can we protect ourselves? One thing I see here is to file early, to avoid the scams. How does that help you?
0: Well, when you look at what's going on when a criminal files taxes on behalf of someone fraudulently, essentially what they're doing is they're using the taxpayer's Social Security number and other information. They're filing a return, but the refund is either going to go to a bank account that doesn't belong to the tax preparer or the checks can be mailed to a different mailbox because the scammer has used a different address. So that money is redirected away from the taxpayer they don't even know what's happening so the quickest way to make sure you don't fall prey to that is to file before they do if someone had already filed using your social security number the irs is going to detect that and then you'll essentially get a form in the mail claiming that there's a duplicate filing now you have to will resolve that so if you file first You may still have to go back when they try to file to just clear it up, but at least your money is intact and you don't have to worry about losing it.
1: We're talking with Daryl LaFoon, chief technology officer of security firms Easy Shield and Identity Force, and we're talking about scams that involve tax returns, and of course we're in tax season now. Daryl, if I get a suspicious email, should I report it or just delete it? What would be the best steps to take?
0: First thing, understand that the IRS will never send you an email. So if you're getting something from the IRS and it's an email, you definitely know you got someone trying to act like the IRS. The only way the IRS will typically reach out to a taxpayer will be via mail, good old snail mail. There are some instances where they may reach out by phone, but that's rare. In terms of email, you get something from the IRS that looks to be tax-related. I would definitely report it. And if you think that there's an instance of fraud being attempted against you, if it was a phone call, write down the information they were giving you, and then I would contact the IRS directly and report it.
1: And I would assume a number of these scams are from overseas, and so it may be difficult for the IRS to actually follow up with some of these criminals.
0: Well, certainly it's a moving target, as the IRS and law enforcement look to close down the ways that the criminal can perpetuate these kind of crimes, they're evolving because it's very lucrative. So uh, they're always looking for new ways. Obviously, stuff emanating from overseas, especially when it looks like the email-type scams or the IRS phone calls, it's hard to go do anything about them. And that's really why, at the end of the day, regardless of what the IRS or law enforcement's doing, the individual has to recognize, that it's their data, and they need to do everything they can to protect themselves. Essentially, you are the first and last line of defense.
1: What about emails from companies selling tax software, such as TurboTax and others? Are those also possible fraud emails?
0: Yes, absolutely. In fact, these are the ones that may even be more scary when you think about it, because you may already be doing business in front of those companies, So you may be thinking, oh, it's tax time, TurboTax, or H&R Block, or reaching out to me. And you put your guard down, and if they're asking you to send them some information and you do it, you may be giving that information over to a fraudster. So you should definitely be vigilant, you should definitely be suspicious, and there are things you can do. When you get an email from anyone, actually, but let's say it was an email from TurboTax, if you hover over the email sender's name, you'll see the actual email address it's coming from. That's one way to sort of start to verify whether or not is this really an email from TurboTax or something else. You need to be careful, though, because they could make it try to look like a TurboTax email address. The things to look out for, though, is when they're asking you to send them personal information. Never send personal information back to anybody via email or text. because That's not a safe, secure way, and they may be asking because they want to use it nefariously.
1: So I guess what you're saying is the software companies can also be victimized by scammers. And so you just have to be really careful with any emails you get relating to taxes or financial matters. And again, just to repeat, as you said, the IRS never uses email. So if you do get an email from the IRS, it's fake. Daryl, if you've already fallen victim and you realize, oh, wow, I already sent my information to somebody, what can you do at that point?
0: Well, the first thing you would do is contact the IRS immediately. If you think you've mistakenly given away information or you've noticed something that does not look correct in terms of your bank account activities or something or whatever it is, or if you receive a notice from the IRS, definitely respond immediately. And you can reach out to the IRS at 800-908-4490 and they'll take steps to help you secure your tax account and your social security number. Then you can also complete and submit an IRS identity theft affidavit. It's IRS Form 14039. It's a fillable form on the IRS website, and you should fill that out if you try to e-file your taxes, and if they get rejected due to a duplicate filing, then you would print it out and attach it to your paper form when you send it in, because you should still send your paper form in even if you can't e-file The other thing too, don't stop paying your taxes if something's going on. Even during a possible tax related identity theft incident, keep paying your normal taxes and file your tax return just like you normally would. You can also contact the FTC. Once you've done everything you can to start resolving things with the IRS, contact the FTC and file a complaint. And you can do that via identitytheft.gov. And then the final thing is place a fraud alert on your credit record. Contact all three major credit reporting companies and put a fraud alert on your credit report. That'll help you detect if what you feared you might have done or whatever this other activity is happening, it'll help you detect that there's additional theft or crimes being committed.
1: Daryl LaFoon, Chief Technology Officer of Security Firms Easy Shield and Identity Force. Daryl, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you. Next, how women in the workplace can get along better. That story, straight ahead. There's more info track coming up. Stay tuned.